1: You got your face on. You ready to go? Sweet.
2: I'm not because of me good looks, mate. Sweet. Not even your super coach either. Oh, <laughs> <enjoyed
1: that>. Good. <laughs> <laughs> G'day, guys. Welcome back to Beers and Breakevens, brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. They make investing in property easy for you. Also brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. If you're looking for something for Dad for Father's Day, make sure you go check out Bloke in a Bar. Uh, still got those fantastic packs that are up there. Great T-shirts, so go check them out. Timmy, welcome back, mate. What's doing?
2: Very good to be along, mate. Uh, fresh fire and ready to go. That uh, Unfortunately, the gap between myself and you, if get too shortly, it's growing a little bit bigger. So I'm standing a little bit worried, I'll be honest, but... Plenty of time, and I'm sure the cream will rise to the top of the end. Yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> it's been a long 20 weeks of saying that. Oh, anyway, um, let's get to probably the highlight of the week for me. Uh, you've been talking about Cam Murray for 20 odd weeks now, how desperate you are to have him. You haven't been able to get him. I brought him in this week, and when I brought him in, I was sitting on my laptop and I brought him in. I thought, okay, sweet. That's me. I thought, oh, it'll be funny. I'll bring in, he's a gun anyway, but I'll bring in Cam Murray. Tim won't have him. Then I thought, oh, I didn't actually say it on the podcast. I didn't say it on Beers and Break Even. So I jumped on my phone, reversed the trade, brought Cam Murray back in and then just took a screenshot of it to put it up, just to let people know what I was doing, to be transparent. Then without realising, the week before, I took I took Cam Munster's AE, uh, his VC score. So my AE in a second row forward was the captain. So it stayed on Cam Murray and I didn't realise until about three minutes into the game. And then I messaged you just in absolute... Fucking breakdown mode. Thank God he managed to pump out. I think it was 89. I was going to cap to Nico Hines anyway. He scored 90. But, uh, mate, for the first time this season, some luck has fallen my way. Can you believe it?
2: <laughs> if we need to sum up the Guru season in one hit, that was it. That What was meant to be a tough matchup was just like Parramatta not turning up at all. Granted, they don't turn up every second week, so that that's probably a little bit harsh. And when you mentioned me, I just thought, you beauty, like, it could cost you, you know, Paraturn up to tight, low scoring game. He punches out his 60 odd. <laughs> I think he had two line break assists to Latrell in the first 15 minutes. So I'm just going, this is guru 2022. Well, as soon
1: as I messaged you, the next two plays after that were line break assists, line yeah. break assists. And I just sat up and went, hold oh, hold on. We could be on here. I didn't get any other attacking stats outside of that. But, mate, the work that he gets through, and he was offloading. <clears throat> Unbelievable. just every single time he went into contact he was offloading he was incredible Cam Murray
2: yeah and I think the big thing with Cam Murray in particular this season is just his minutes are so high Wayne Bennett's always had a tendency the last few years to, to play him anywhere from 60 to 65 minutes and because the Bunnies have been flying and been pretty comfortable top four they've had the luxury of doing that this season they don't every mm. game is so important for them to pushing for a top four spot but you know more importantly pushing for a top eight spot still looking more comfortable now but they haven't been able to sort of sit him and play him, give him early rest in games. They've all been so important. So, you know, he's playing 75 to 80 minutes in the middle. Uh, it's just a dream come true. And not only him, he's
1: just a killer. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to be able to rest him. Yeah, for and the back end and there's
2: there's blokes that I've gone against, like, say, Latrell or um, Joey Tappanis who have hurt me a lot. But I've, I've had my reasons for that. Cam Murray, it's just the supercoach gods have conspired against me and just hasn't... I haven't had the avenue to do it yep. for a number of different reasons, and that's like Pappenhausen's getting injured, Cleary getting suspended, Pongers had him at the start of the season in my draft side for round one and then had to get rid of him because of his supposed hammy twinge and just hasn't happened but I do love the bloke so I, I'm happy to see him go work. And
1: I, I think there's a lot of people that are in the same boat as you for sure I think Cam Murray's been on you know written as a trade in pencil for probably eight yeah. eight weeks throughout this season it just doesn't play it out I think
2: I mentioned it maybe last week but had those uh, Pappenhausen Cleary things not occurred he'd be near 100% of top ranked teams yep. but it's a People have been able to.
1: Yeah. On the weekend, uh, with Cam Murray as skipper, I scored 1,149. Um, Latrell Mitchell not having him once again costing us. We'll talk about him soon. My rank, 233. I went down another 50. So I'm hoping over the next three weeks with three trades up my sleeve, I can hopefully make some moves and try and get back up there. And Latrell being out would be really handy. Timmy, how'd you go? All the ones by the look of it? 11-11. Yeah. Lovely.
2: So, again, pretty, pretty piss poor, to be honest. It's not uh, exactly where I wanted to be, but... Dropped to 954th overall, which is really, really disappointing. Had the side set up pretty well for this back end of the season. Still is set up well depth-wise. Got a trade in hand just for emergencies, and I'm pretty happy with how things look. But, yeah, just not not pushing where I was sort of hoping to be, particularly where I was sitting a month ago. But at the same time, it makes the weekend viewing a little bit more enjoyable. It's not as stressful, uh, mm. not being up top, top end of sort of things. So... A little bit worried now that it might fall out of KFC voucher range. Which oh,
1: you're serious. worried now, are you? Yeah, well. I remember I floated this on Monday and yeah, got laughed at. I
2: know. I'm
1: going to make the call now. You do miss the top thousand. Oh,
2: I'm going to make the call now. You don't have a podcast partner next season. <laughs> 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 now,
1: 954. You remind me a little bit of the Newcastle Knights at the moment, just chaos and in freefall. Bloody hell. How do you come back from that? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm praying you do, Mr. Top 1000. be hilarious for oh. me. I'd love it. Uh, let's get stuck into our group this week. Uh, tell you what, Timmy, we've got some blokes that are doing very, very well. I think we've got two in the top 10, if I can ever find this group. Should have had this opened previously. All right, let's have a look. So, As it stands right now, we've got Jacob. He is third overall. He's first in our group. I imagine he would still be leading Supercoach Playbook as well. Uh, And Alex, the bearded clams, he's made a rise towards the back end. He's fifth overall. So we've got two of the top five in our beers and break-evens group. Pretty good knock. Um, Mitchell is 11th overall. Dark Knight's 16th overall. And Jeff is 30th overall. That's our top five for beers and break-evens. $2,000 up for grabs there. As we said at the start of the season, that group is now closed. Uh, So who, who, who do you reckon is the furthest down they can win it from here. Is oh, it still mate. well and truly open? I'm a believer. I'm still a
2: chance. Still um, no, look, honestly, if you're top 100, right, shoot down to AC DCE for me in 89th place overall. <laughs> Click on his team and see if he's got DCE. Because if he, if he brought DCE in a couple of weeks ago as a super pod, he'd be really reconsidering all his big decisions in life.
1: No, it doesn't look he like hasn't he hasn't brought him he in. He hasn't brought him in. There you go. Yeah, it's a bit like uh, no ship for you not bringing in. Shop a couple of weeks (laughs) ago. Bold
2: move. Hence why he's
1: still 89 to be, fella. Very good. Um, All right. Shall we get stuck into Teamless Tuesday? We have got uh, Matty the Waterboy with us. He's uh, preparing for the next show, so we'll let him uh, head down, arse up stuff. Teamless Tuesday, yesterday. uh, Thursday, we've got the Bunnies taking on the Penrith Panthers for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Campbell Graham comes back in. Isaac Thompson out. How fucking stiff is that?
2: Yeah, I mean, it is that they love don't they?
1: Yeah, I...
2: uh, they for a bloke who, let's be fair, he hasn't done a heap the last couple of years. He's just been alright and, and been. A... <laughs> Have you got a mic? Uh,
1: do, 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 do you think mean, he's been hard done by mean, Thompson?
3: Yeah, hasn't done much. You've been very generous,
2: M- M- Maddie. Fuck. Maddie, who's preparing for the next show, and is quiet over there. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Far out! I can't believe Thompson got
2: punished.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel. I mean, yeah, if I'm the Penrith Panthers, I'm feeling heaps more confident. As I always say, you, you pick a team your opposition doesn't want to come up against.
3: Think about the grand final last year. The reason South lost was because Cleary put it into a corner and our back three were Taff, Paulo and Johnson, who can't make metres. Oh, yep. And now we're getting rid of Thompson, who's like, you know, a big, thick winger who makes a lot of metres at the start of a set. I don't understand.
2: As a, as a bloke who preaches the importance of yardage and having a, a bigger sort of back three, or at least two of three, how the hell did the bunnies nearly win that with those three as a back three? I d I
3: don't know. It's a modern miracle.
2: Yeah. With yeah, so with clearish kicking game forcing yeah. him back. Like.
1: Yeah, insane. I think he's very hard done by. Uh also, Matty, Tom Burgess. Uh, killing my draft team at the moment. Yeah. Where the fuck is he? What the
3: hell? Like he got suspended. He must have he must
1: have like. Did he do his groin walking up the tunnel? What, yeah, what's going on? I, I don't on? know.
3: He's not even in the squad this week. So,
1: yeah, not sure. Yeah, very disappointing there. Uh Latrell Mitchell, uh, he's obviously or potentially in doubt for this one. From what I've seen, it sounds like he's pretty confident that he's going to play, but I don't know, Matty, if, if he ha- if he is carrying any sort of injury... Rest him. Just rest him? Rest
3: him. Oh, Seriously.
1: Rest him for three weeks. Just give him a spell.
2: Why not? Surely to God, if there's any twinge in the groin, they don't blame him. I know I say this as a desperate non-owner, but they're not going to risk him. Especially... The top eight spot, are they locked in, Matty? They are pretty well. Pretty they?
3: much locked in, yeah. yeah.
2: Barring, <laughs> yeah. we'll have to soon. lose
3: all three games, and yeah,
2: you know. yeah. And then the rages win them all, and it just you'd be very unlucky to miss out. So, like,
1: just rest the poor bugger. We might take if the prize money from beers and break evens and shout him some more flights to San Fran for this <laughs> yeah. week. Get rid of him for a week or so. Uh, for the Penny Panthers, Dylan Edwards comes back in. Liam Martin's been named. Um, if what happened to Liam Martin happened to me on the weekend, I would retire. That looked awful. So I'm shocked to see him there. Keep an eye on Teamless. You have got Taylor May. He's been named on the extended bench, as has Kurt Falls. So you may see changes there. Um, it's good to see Taylor May back. Not so much for this week, but I believe they've got the Warriors next week. It's a pretty good matchup. So I looked at trading Tungo this week and I thought, you know what, I'm going to save it. For that game. So if you've still got all your Penny Panthers, very good matchup coming next week.
2: Him being named to that extended bench is massive because you could make a really strong case to sell Taylor May uh, this week if he wasn't. More so on the fact that it'd mean he's no certainty for next week against the Warriors, that dream matchup. I mean, the fact that he's on the extended doesn't mean he's is a certainty for next week, but you'd have to think he's every chance even if he doesn't play this week. So... Just for that, I'd be so tempted to hold him.
1: Yeah, I'm going to hold him just for I'm going to hold all my Penrith boys just for that. Uh, Friday night, we've got the Cowboys taking on the Warriors, 6 p.m. Cole Felt comes back in, so Hammer goes back to the bench. Uh, we have been a little bit worried about Jason Taumalolo and his minutes and stuff. I'll talk about him a little bit later when it comes to my trades. Uh, but Hammer on the bench definitely helps the course.
2: Does help the cause, yeah. Um, The one that it possibly impacts, and we've spoken about this a little bit in the past with Hammer being on the bench, but he's obviously Scotty Drinkwater, who a couple of times this season has been benched with about 15 to go to allow the Hammer to come on. (coughs) This is a game where it's every chance of happening because if they do put a cricket score on, the Warriors or even just get out to a decent lead, maybe does come on and, and they sit Scotty Drinkwater for the last 15, 20. That being said, if they're in a position to do that, They've probably got 30, 40 points on the board and Scotty could have 150 of his own. Mm. So I think it kind of balances each other out.
1: Yeah, I need Drinky to have a big game for my draft side. So if that does happen... Todd Payton, prepare for a brick through the front window. <laughs> uh, nothing doing with the Warriors there. The Broncos and the Storm, 755. Uh, Ezra Man, bit of a rumor around that he might be carrying an injury, so just keep an eye on Tyson Gamble, who's on the extended bench. Um, outside of that, not much doing for the Brisbane Broncos. For the Melbourne Storm, though, uh, Jerome Hughes comes back in, which is sensational. I held him last week. I know a lot traded him. Um, I don't know. Still isn't a great matchup, though. It's not bad. Could be worse, but uh, yeah. definitely could be better.
2: Yeah, I don't mind it. Hughes, the way I see Jerome Hughes is that he, I think he's pretty fixture-proof when mm-hmm. it comes to super coach, but he's not. he doesn't have the ceiling in the tougher, tougher games. You look at mm-hmm. players like Latrell Mitchell, Cam Munster, Tommy Turbo, there's out-and-out out guns who they can still score big tons, even against the best. Hughes, I think, he's still every chance of scoring. He's 70,
1: 80, 90, but
2: I don't think he'll have the 140 in him against you know the top four sides. Yeah.
1: Young Tony Mapea comes in for Marion Seve as well. No sign oh, off on
2: the Bronco Storm. I think Brandon Smith probably starts. Like, why after what they did to Penrith last week would he not start? He's been named on the bench, uh, and then the obviously is a big one.
1: Cam Munster, yeah, Munster plays fullback, doesn't he? Surely you'd have to assume so. Yeah. They'd be mad not to, I think, at this point. Young Tottenham Opea also comes in over Maron Seve. Not overly super coach relevant, though, but one for your draft teams if you're desperate for a CTW. Uh, Saturday, Eels versus the Doggies. Uh, Mitch Moses back for the Parramatta Eels. Perfect timing for them. Uh, for Canterbury, Extended Bench, Tavita Pangai Jr. and Luke Thompson. We've finally seen his name appear on the team sheet, which is great to see. Bit of a worry for Max King if both these guys come into the side.
2: Yeah, I think so. And that, that'd be my luck with King, who's... Been a really uh, stout player for my extended bench this season. Who I don't think I've played him since about round four. And I haven't had to play him yet and hopefully it stays that way. But I'll need to play him in the next two weeks, no doubt, if IPAP or Tamalola or someone goes down. And as that happens, TPJ will be back. Great uh, Thompson will come back from the abyss. I've seen gone. He'll come in, he'll play about 30 minutes when we need to play him in 17. Yep. So it's it's definitely
1: a concern for Max King in his minutes. Yeah, for sure. I've got him in my draft team, very nervous. Draft mm. team is just falling apart at an incredible rate. Manly Sharks, 5.30. Cola he's been moved to the wing. Uh, the old boys in the centres have come back in. Gerbo's out as well. So Dill Walker comes in in jersey thirteen. Walker's an interesting one. We've got a question about him later, so we'll talk about him then. For the Sharkies, Rudolph out. Hunt and Hamlin Uele will start. Moylan back into the sixth jersey with Trindle returning to the extended bench. Connor Tracy also returns with Ikevalu out there. Um, Trucks Tigers. just quickly. Yep. Your boy, Royce the Choice. A
2: sneaky late-season superpod back in the starting side.
1: What bagged a bit of meat last week. If it wasn't such a deep forward pack... I'd be having a conversation about him. 82 Bart.
2: points last week in 33 yeah. minutes. PPM of 2.48. Mate, he's your boy.
1: He is my boy. He Get re-signed the other day, so congratulations to Royce. Well-deserved. Uh, 7.35, Chooks, Tigers, Saturday night. I'll be at this one. Uh, mate, I looked through this team list twice to see if there was anything I could write down that was relevant. There's no changes. There's really not much doing here.
2: The only relevance which isn't overly super go relevant is still no Takiyahu. Mm-hmm. I was told a couple of weeks ago he was very close to playing, yeah, two weeks back. Still he had that fractured cheekbone. I think Well, still know him and still know Lindsay Collins, who's obviously dealing with that that concussion. I suppose the fact that the Roosters are playing well without him, they feel they don't need to rush him back. But um yeah, I mean, when them two come back into that Chook side, oh God, look out.
1: Yeah, I like I I, I think they need one of them back for finals. If they get both of them back though. Because like at the moment, their bench is is pretty weak by Sydney Rooster standards. Yep. Uh, It'll be scary if they get all those guys back. Sunday, Arvo Dragons v. Titans at 2pm. Big Tino returns for the resurgent Gold Coast Titans. Not much doing for the Dragons. Then at 4.05, the Newcastle Knights take on your boys up there at Newcastle. Clemmer comes back in. And what about this one? Is it Mapalungi We talked about him on yeah. Monday. We <laughs> said, give the kid a start, and all of a sudden he pops up in the center spot. Adam O'Brien, thank us later. Uh, Jacob Saifidi <laughs> at lock. I, I think their bench is pretty good for their forwards, like your, your Dave Clemmer and stuff, and in your draft comps, if you're looking at one of the Saifidis or a Clemmer, pretty good. Uh, for the Raiders, Joey Tapanay returns, Chance to go clockstead on the extended. I want to ask you, has Chance played his last game for the Canberra Raiders? Yeah, I mean, it'll all be...
2: If... Xavier Savage doesn't go down, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: If you if you were to lose this week and you're out of finals contention, surely they they give him a game round twenty five, don't they?
2: Uh, they may. It won't be a fullback because they want to get every bit of NRL airtime into Xavier Savage going into next season. But look, maybe they plug him onto a wing or off the bench or something.
1: Fuck, I he hope just, so. he deserves a chance. Oh.
2: He's one of the one of the absolute good fellas of the NRL. Yeah,
1: for sure. Everyone loves him. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's have a look at our Blue Wealth Hot Property Player of the Week prediction. We did pretty well last week. Uh, For me, I've got Sammy Walker. I know that you've spoken about him on your podcast. I'm very, very keen on him. It's got nothing to do with what you've said. But anyway, we'll deal with that a little bit later. I think Sam Walker against the West Tigers. I think he's going to go huge. I'm going to bring him in this weekend. That's going to be my only trade. Who have you got, mate?
2: Death taxes and guru following (laughs) my super coach advice and riding my coattails to the top 200. Uh, Honestly, mate, I put out my squad analysis yesterday Big rough, and Sammy Walker Now is a good trade Walk in this morning Sammy Walker this week I like him Of course you do uh, Same game James Tedesco I think the Tigers I, I think this is going to be a bloodbath I think the Roosters are going to Absolutely destroy them on Saturday night uh, So for any of the Roosters contingent I think Teddy and Joey Manu Could be in for real, like 150 plus games But possibly both of them
1: James Tedesco, huh? I've been saying he's a good player for years, but that's fine. Uh, Let us know in the comments who your Blue Wealth Hot Property player of round 23 is. If you're on social media, leave a comment there. Let us know who you've got. All right, let's move to our topics this week. Now, you've got a hot five for us, a hot five uh, players that are must-have for the prelims. Who have you got?
2: Yeah, so the the context behind this one is obviously have a lot of people with their, in their preliminary finals, must-win games, just asking you know, who are the players you can't go without this week. And I think there are a few that I'd be moving heaven and earth to get into my team because I think if you don't own them, they can cost you your Supercoach season. Mm. The first one is James Sadesco, who I just mentioned. Like, a lot of people own, but there's still enough out there who don't. If you don't own Teddy, find a way to get him in, and I'd – you know, pending how your head-to-head matchup is looking, I'd probably be skipping him. The second one is Joey Manu. Uh, now, I'm obviously not an owner, but I'm more overall-based, so I'll be avoiding him again this week. But I think he could easily go 150 in this game. Uh, terrifies me. I'd be getting Joey Manu in for sure. That ties into a bunch of other players. At the God, Rams. I love hearing that. Yeah. Proceed, yeah. He's also scored two... Am I
1: might make that like my text tone. He's also am scored
2: two 50s in a row.
1: Mm yeah. mm. yeah. Yeah. you try and stay in the top thousand. Continue. <laughs>
2: um You try convincing the those over at Supercoach HQ that it's not my second team when you have to collect <laughs> your money at the end of the season, mate. Because you're not allowed <laughs> to do that. Um third one on the list is Cameron Munster, provided he's at fullback. And mm. I mean, this won't age well, but I'm about ninety eight percent sure that he will play fullback this week. If he was at five eight against the Broncos, I think there is an argument to, to anti-pot him and go against him. But at fullback, he's just so lethal. We've seen how good he's been the last two weeks. And I love Suncock Stadium for Supercatch scoring, just NRL point scoring in general. Melbourne playing for that top four spot. Munster is going to mean everything. He'll also have Jerome Hughes back steering the ship. So I think that's only going to help the Mad Dog. So again, heavily owned Munster, but I'd be looking to get him in. And then the other two, which... They're not necessarily in the must-have category for head-to-head prelim finals this week, but I would really want them in my side. And the first one I've got at number four is Scotty Drinkwater, Mm -hmm. another bloke who really scares (coughs) me with that matchup against the Warriors. Warriors got up for their game last week in New Zealand, but for them to come back to Townsville this week, there's nothing on the line for this season. They've had their big win. Unfortunately, I can see them regressing back to what we've seen earlier in the season. Uh, I really hope I'm wrong as someone who doesn't own a lot of Cowboys players, but... Scotty Drinkwater, he's just so pivotal to their attack and a bit like Luttrell at the Bunnies, with the structure that they play, he just gets so many tries, with just easy tip-ons at the end, sweeping at the back. So even if he doesn't do a lot uh, in the play, he's just tipping on and getting the try-assist. Yep. So I'd be really looking at getting Scotty Drinkwater in this week if I didn't own him in head-to-heads. Uh, and then the final one who I had probably just a very small rung behind Scotty Drinkwater is Val Holmes, uh, who... Relatively high ownership, but Val, if they do put 40 or 50 on the Warriors, again, I hope I'm wrong, there'll be a lot of goals there. There's every chance in that roaming sort of centre role that he plays that he he could amass some big, big points. So if you don't own any of them five and you're in a prelim final, get them in. Uh, is there anyone there that I've mentioned that you'd be saying, you know what, I think you can afford to go without?
1: Uh, mate, to be honest, I, I think I own all five as yeah, it is. So I, I've been high on them for uh, quite some time. Obviously, Val Holmes... <clears throat> it's probably the most interesting one. We spoke a lot about him a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think the week we brought him in, he went 99, 86, 119, 89. The last two weeks, he's gone sub 40. Mm. Um, but I just think that matchup, it's just too juicy. I, I can't ignore, especially this week. I Against South Sydney, I'll probably play him as well. Against Penrith, I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I think if you can miss any of those, I think it is probably Bell Holmes. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm playing if I don't have Val and I'm playing someone that has him this weekend, it's, it's terrifying. Bit,
2: yeah, you would. And on all of those five <laughs> players, they are quite prelim head-to-head specific because all of those sides that I mentioned, the Roosters, the Storm, the Cowboys, all have tough games to finish the season. So I'd be a little bit worried about them the next 2 weeks, but if you had to need to win it, just just get them in.
1: So run us through those again. If you're looking for five players that you need to have for your head-to-head finals finish season, who would they yeah, be?
2: In order, Teddy, Joey Manu, Ken Munster at fullback, uh, Scotty Drinkwater, Val Holmes for this week alone.
1: For this week alone. Yeah. yeah, love it. All right, now we'll dive into some of your questions that have been sent in this week. The first one comes from Man one says, Love the show, boys. Talakai out. Do I move to Radley? Off the top. What a head fuck Talakai has been. Good God!
2: I feel so sorry for those who held him. Yeah. Um I just—he's been really, really good this season. We spoke about him NRL wise, Super Coach wise. We know since his big one hundred and fifty odd against Manly, he hasn't averaged that well. But speaking of things just not falling his way, Super Coach wise, he's been so close to so many big scores. A lot of people held him for his last few weeks for the soft draw. Particularly the Tigers won last year, Which he missed out on He could have scored anything in that game yep. He now gets Manly Who what looked like a tougher game Is now They just conceded 40 to the Titans So I think And it hurts again That being said Two really soft games to come To finish the season So I wouldn't be trading him I think he can come back And go big in those ones I think the, the position the Sharks in They've been able to rest him I believe he could have played through the last few weeks. They said he sustained, was it a shoulder injury or something, during maybe Origin 3. So he's sort of, because they've needed to win games, and it's been important, he's played through it. But they've got the luxury of resting him now. Hopefully he comes back next week. Uh, and he gets that ton that a lot of patient owners have been waiting for for a while.
1: Yeah. Now, the second half of the question was buying Victor Radley. Um, I've got him in my draft, size. So I've watched him pretty closely the last few weeks. His scores over the last five weeks were 63-49, 39-50, and then a big 88 last week. I think it is just worth noting with Rads that scored 88 last week, which was fantastic. Mate, I think he was on 70 at halftime. <coughs> Um, and I think the other thing you need... I think the, the thing with Radley is that he can play 80 minutes, but I think for the Roosters, he's better off playing 55 or 60, and I think Connor Watson is so electric through the centre third at the moment mm. for them. I just can't see Radley playing those huge minutes that you probably need him to play to bring him in as in Coach, As you said... If a Takiaho walks back in next week, if a Lindsey Collins walks back in, they aren't going to be 20-minute forwards off the bench. So for me, I understand that he has got this high-end potential. It's just too much of a gamble for me to bring him in at the back end. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you're spot on, mate.
2: There are players in Supercoach that every single season, they crop up all the time off the back of one good performance and people just rally towards them. And the one that comes to mind for me is Jackie Whiten love the bloke, love him as a footballer, but he's not super coach relevant. And Victor Adler's the same, unless he you know, starts banging out 80-minute games where he does base around that 50. I don't know he based 50 last week, but he's just, there are so many better options. Like he had two, one incredible try assist last week and then a nice little tip on, I think the other one was as well. So he had two try so he had 40 points um, coming from attacking stats last week among others. But like prior to that, what, he hadn't had a score above 70 since round four.
1: And just on that, as you said, he had 40 points in creative stats on the weekend. He's had 72 in creative stats over the entire season. Yeah. So more than half of them came last weekend. Now, I am the biggest Victor Radley fan of all time. And he has got those in him. And if he is going to have it in him, it's probably this week against the Tigers. But he's also a guy that he, he doesn't want the limelight. He's happy to just play his role, go out the back to Teddy, to Manu, these guys. So... I just can't do it. I love rads, but I couldn't do it.
2: Yeah. um, For once, mate, you're spot on. He just... (laughs) He just... He plays such a distribution role in that side because he has Teddy flying out the back He he has Kiryu, Sammy Walker, Joey Manu. Mate, he doesn't need to be the, the main playmaker in that side. He just... He's the link man, hence why we probably don't see him get more. In a lot of other sides in the NRL, we probably would see him... I shouldn't say ball play more, ball play in attacking territory more often, and he'd get more attacking stats. He doesn't have to for the Roosters. Particularly... If they're stripping the Tigers short on the weekend quite easily, which I suspect they will, he's just going to be going whack, 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 and those boys out the back, they'll have a field day.
1: Yeah, and I think also with Radley, uh, unfortunately, I think you also need to consider that every week his head splits open. Every week he's putting his head where I wouldn't put my foot. Mm. HIAs are not that uncommon, uncommon for him. Injuries like... Suspension. Suspension, there's a lot. I, I hope none of that happens to Rad's, but another, reason, another few reasons why I couldn't go there.
2: The SC Playbook podcast has teamed up with proud sponsors, Pat and George from Mortgage Choice, Sutherland, Cronulla and Wollongong this season. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the last rate for your refinance, give them a call on 9521 1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session.
1: Next one comes from Lachlan Berry he says one trade left Murray or Ronaldo. Uh, I'm team Murray I just think it's points in the hand He will I think he's going to average 70 to 90 Somewhere in that mark On the run home Ronaldo Like I've seen him Over the last few weeks Score tries And still not score Fantastic I know he's got the upside I'm very interested I know know that you're a big fan Of both of these It's Murray for me Who you Well,
2: Ronaldo Mouly Scored 57 on the weekend Without a try or a try assist Mm. But uh, I'm with you Cam Murray's the man Comfortably it depends what he's after as well. Like, if it's head to head and he's, he's still alive, just bank Cam Murray. Um, if he do, you know, if he's in a head to head and needs the high ceiling player, I mean, Cam Murray's got a high ceiling himself. Is he, that good? But like, it, it's got to be Cam Murray, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and as you just said, didn't score a try on the weekend. Fifty-seven scored a try two weeks ago and got forty,
2: mm,
1: yeah. and that came with extra time. So I I, I do think that. It's a good run though, isn't it? It's, it's a really good run
2: for them coming yeah. up against the dogs and Knights. this. And Matty Moylan back's got to help Taylor Yep. It just the left edge will get a lot more ball. Um him and Nico take a relative share of it as opposed to Braden Trindle being there. So I think that has thwarted a Mully Taylor a fair bit,
1: but you know, of the two. It's gotta be Cam Yeah, them I them. think you've got to take the points in Cam Murray, especially when his ownership isn't as high. <laughs> Yeah. as what it should be. If old mate's sitting
2: 100th overall and he's trying to get top spot and he wants a flyer, go with Molitalo. Yeah, Because they have lots, enough alone, Cam Murray, and, you know, to sort of balance each other out. But, yeah, Murray.
1: All right, next one comes from at Jason Gilmore. Is Tau Malolo a sit? Um, obviously, we said that you've got Hamiso, who's back on the bench for the Cowboys. That helps his cause. Just with Reuben Cotter, Jordan McLean, all these guys back, I'm not as confident on Tamalolo. I'm actually selling him this week. I'm going to go Jason Tamalolo to Sam Walker this week. That's going to be my play. Uh, I'm far from confident on Tamalolo. Where do you sit on him at the moment? Yeah, it's been a tough one because
2: he's done such a great job all season. He hasn't really had the highs we've sort of hoped for. Not a lot of attacking stats to his name, so he hasn't had the big... Not that he's ever been a player who's knocked out big tons, but he's been very consistent for his, you know, 55 to sort of 75, 80 this season. But, I mean, the the elephant in the room is obviously Ruben Cotter coming back uh, as a starter. Yep. So since Codder started, he's played 51 and 50 minutes for scores of 55 and 45. So, yeah, I, I think he's a fine sit. His game time's not going to get any... Well... I was going to say, I don't think his game time will be any less because they're still playing for a home final. uh, Very competitive with them and the Sharkies. So they will want to play him. But the way I could see maybe his game time being lower is this Warriors matchup this week. If they do get out to an early lead, they think, sweet, we can give the big fella a rest for two big games coming up with the Bunnies and the Panthers. But...
1: Yeah, look, if, if you're in a position to rest him I think, and sit him this week, I think that's fine. Yeah, it's, it, obviously it's a really good matchup against the Warriors, but I, I, I agree with you. I think they'll put a cricket score on him, and I think he gets an early shower mm. here. Uh, obviously with South Sydney and Penrith to come, trying to win a home final there. And the other – well, I said we'll get to him in a second, I think. Yeah, carry on. All right, and next one comes from an anonymous. John Citizen will call in. We had a few of these this week. Obviously you guys are all playing each other in your head-to-heads and uh, opposition – People are listening and whatever. But this one, head-to-head, is lua an option? Round 24 grand final, we've mentioned on a couple of times. Is this who you were getting to?
2: Uh, no, it was, I don't even actually know if we're going to get to him, but it was Reuben Cotter. And I was just going to say, for a lot of people going towards Cotter this week, he's the other one where I'm not sure how many minutes he'll get if they get out to a big yeah. lead because he's carrying that, well, not carrying a hammy injury anymore, but we know he missed a stack of games with it. Do you think they try and get minutes into him or do you think they do the opposite? It could go either way.
1: I'm not confident.
2: I I would think they would, if they get out to this lead, that they sit him, don't they? And they give him a bit of an early spell?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. It it could go either way and I wouldn't be shocked. I'm I'm not buying him uh, and that's part of my reason. I'm not quite sure how it's going to play out with him. And
2: one bloke on Luciano Le Lua that may benefit, again, particularly from a head-to-head perspective who will play more of that edge role out where the attacking stats will come is Luciano Leilua, who, if Malolo if Cotters do get early spells, I think is the one who benefits with yep. bigger minutes. That They'll be wanting to get more, as many minutes as they can into him. He's played good minutes, averaging sort of 55 to 60 minutes the last month. So good numbers there. Uh, we know he's got so many attacking stats in him. Round 24, grand final, so... As a prelim final option against the Warriors this week, I really like him. Next week when they take on the Rabbitohs, I think then they will be playing Cotter big minutes. They will be playing Town Lolo big minutes. Luciano? I think Luciano probably goes back to his 50-minute role in that. Yep. Um, as a prelim final option, I love Luciano this week. As a grand final option for next week... Would I wanting to be, be wanting to play him in a 50-minute roll off the bench? Less confident.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Next one comes from Handy Hev. Says, got the week off in my draft comp. It's around 25 grand final. Never really been in this spot before. Could actually win my comp and be relevant. Any tips? Obviously a draft question there. And uh, for some of you, you'll be playing your prelim final this week for your draft competition. Some of you, uh, if you won week one, you'll be having the week off. And what I would say for your draft competition, especially when it comes to finals, and it's one thing I see every single year, Tim, and it does my head in, You know, you obviously try and stack your bench with AEs and one gun player to go big, and I see it every week in my comp. People stack their team with non-playing players that are completely irrelevant. Pick up guys that if there's an injury somewhere, they might come in. For example, I'd be looking at Oliver Gildart. Scored five tries for the North Sydney Bears last week. If something happens to Momoroski, I think he'll come straight in. All of a sudden, you've got a free throw at the stumps at a guy like him, Ikevalu. Only one injury away from coming in. A heap of these guys. Just be smart with your bench. Do not waste those spots. It's a long shot. Don't get me wrong. It's a long shot. But if it does come off, which in the last two weeks, there'll be restings. There'll be all this sort of shit going on. It could be absolute gold. I've done it a few times and it's paid off for me. A lot of the time it doesn't. But for example, like I picked up uh, yesterday at 9am, I picked up Dylan Walker. Yeah. Midday comes out Jake Troyovich. He's injured. All of a sudden he's playing third eight. Just those little things that can fall your way. Stay alive. And if you are if you have got a week off in your draft comp this weekend, <coughs> obviously when you, like look at the waiver wire, look at the free agents. Work out who are the matchups that you want for your game in two weeks' time. And work out who those guys are. You just, you can't fall asleep in draft finals at this point. Mm. Is Handy have one of your burner accounts? Got he's week, one of the guys got, got in the my comp, off, actually. In the round 25,
2: in the grand final, never really been in this spot, could actually win the comp and be relevant. That's got you written all over
1: it. Yeah, it might, but he's got the week off. And if I win this week, I'm going to meet Handy Hev. So
2: Ooh. we'll
1: see if we can make him irrelevant. He's actually got a pretty good team, and mine fucking sucks. So. I love a bit of draft yeah, chat,
2: mate. You taking the lead, showing off love your draft your nails. chat?
1: Yeah, everyone knows I'm a draft boy at heart. Outside of this season, <laughs> um, okay. Next one comes from Alex Clark. You're gonna love this one. Ugh. Tanner Boyd with a run as a goal kicking pod for me. If you are buying Tanner Boyd this weekend, you deserve one of those medallions for bravery. I. I'm a fan of Tanner Boyd, I always have been, but I just don't think I could do it. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is a bloke who, the four weeks prior, also as a starting half, had scores of 35, 88, which was obviously very good, 32 and 36. Uh, Now, I know they've got the soft draw against the Dragons, Knights and Warriors, but look, he's 400k, he's very cheap, but it's a strong no from me. What about his half-partner, AJ Brimson? He is a bloke who has super coach pedigree. He's in everything they do in attack for that side. Coming off a ton with that run home uh, was it head to head specific or regardless, zero percent ownership. Uh, Brimos the man. Like he he averaged, averaging fifty eight this season in a paltry, very ordinary Titans outfit. Sixty one last season. Seventy four the season before. He's just a gun. So if you're going to throw. Have a throw at the stamps in that Titans outfit. Brimson's your man.
1: Yeah, I, I also think with Sexton just having a look, like the last two weeks he's played 80 minutes in both. He's scored a grand total of 24 base stats mm. across two weeks. Like yeah. it's just not enough. And you look at his game last weekend, he had 64 in uh, evading and, and creative stats and scored 79. So fuck it. it's still the Gold Coast Titans. They're playing the Dragons this week, who might not be a premier side, but at home they're hard to beat. Titans find it hard to beat anyone outside of last week, realistically. So I can't do it. You then got the Newcastle Knights. That's a decent matchup. But it's only a team that's even with the Gold Coast Titans. And then you've got the Warriors at home. We've seen what they can do at Mount Smart. Oh, I'm even ne- nervous about AJ. If you're going to go for one of the Titans, it's AJ by a country mile. But fuck it, it'd be brave to go either of them, I oh, think. Oh, yeah.
2: Like with AJ, I'd take big kahunas, and I I personally wouldn't do it. But, you know, if maybe if you're out of head-to-head leagues or – you're in sort of a situation in, in overall where it doesn't really matter if you go up or down. I think he'd be a really good fun one to own for the last
1: three weeks, but he'd be very brave. I, I actually brought him in at this time last year. Mm. AJ, he was like my pod player <laughs> at the end of the season and did absolutely fuck all for me. So I'm a little bit stung there. Uh, next question comes from Sam Pickworth. A good one here. Super pod to get a W this week in head-to-head. Uh, we've already spoken a little bit about Sam Walker. I think you spoke about him on Playbook as well. I think he's a good option. The other one I'd throw in there is maybe Tommy Did against the uh, mm. New Zealand Warriors. Always seems to find attacking stats. I don't think he's a guy that they'll rest. I think he'll play the entire game as well. Um, so they'd be my two. Anyone that comes to mind for you? Jesse Ramian's one
2: that I, I've loved for a few weeks now. If I had more trades, I'd love to get him in with the Sharkies run home. Um, it is head-to-head specific. They've got a manly matchup this week, which... Who knows what man they're mm. going to throw it. There's probably softer matchups to target, but at least with Ramian, we know he can go big, but if he doesn't and doesn't get attacking stats, he should still base 30 odd and knock, knock out 40 to 50 for you. So I think he's pretty safe. Super, super pod. The Knights have got all sorts of drama going on up there. Savior Savage at fullback against the Knights. Very um, potty.
1: Very potty. Yeah. That's huge. The um, other one I'd throw up too from the North Queensland Cowboys would be Murray Tolungi. Yeah, he's Obviously complete. going up on that edge I believe it's DWZ's edge They can be caught out So um, I, I think the one that The bloke you're
2: bringing in though Sammy Walker's the yep. man for me uh, I'd, I'd be targeting that Roosters-Tigers matchup And Sammy Walker is a one-week head-to-head play I think he's the man
1: I think I might even captain him this week I think I might go Jeez, be all good fun. I, might, I think I might go all in on try. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I've am actually. i got a box that night We'll be in a box up at the SCG So might take the full experience And uh, oh. you'll probably be able to hear me on the... Uh, on the Fox League coverage, just, just screaming what, out.
2: Just whatever you do, speaking from experience uh, with Roosters games and beers, whatever your moves are, lock them in before you have your first <laughs> beer on Saturday.
1: Oh, believe me. I've learned my lesson from last <laughs> weekend. Good God. Uh, our next one. And this one's interesting. Something I hadn't really thought of. Wade underscore Spear. Is Tapané a trap considering most Supercoach players don't, don't have other relevant players in that game? Now, Tapané has been named to play, but... He plays on Sunday afternoon. Now, if something happens that he gets ruled out late or whatever, we're going to be kind of fucked. It's it's a re- it's something that you need to seriously consider. We said off Mike before the five thirty game, which is the Sharkies game. We should know before that game whether he's maybe, in the. Maybe we'll, we'll yeah. know whether he's in the final nineteen yeah. anyway, but we won't yeah. know if he's in the seventeen. Hopefully, by the look of. The eighteen nineteen, we might get an indication, but we definitely won't know for sure. For someone like me, I'm selling tamalolo so if this does happen, it's going to really screw me over. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Is this just part of the game? You just got to hit and hope, or what? Look, i I probably play the more high
2: percentage when it comes to my supergate strategy, and even in your, I'm I'm reluctant to say this to you because I don't want to change your mind when I'm trying to run you down, but. I don't think I'd do it. I, I, I wouldn't put myself in that position of having to take the AE because Tappany, the Raiders are playing for a top eight spot. What we know from rib cartilage injuries and listening to to Fiji speak about them is that they're all pain tolerance and it's about assessing them throughout the week. So it's not a crack in the rib where they go, this is how long it's going to take to heal? you can't play, whatever, you They'll assess him throughout the week. So I, thought, I think they were always going to name him. Yeah. Now, he may play on Sunday. He's probably every chance to. But if he's still in a lot of pain come the back end of the week, well, there's every chance he doesn't play. The other thing is that with these rib cartilage ones, you cop a, a knock on it in the game and they can flare up and just be so, so painful and he could come straight off. So you throw that risk in there as well. I just think when you could have a lock-and-loaded gun who's fit and healthy, light-town Malolo, relying on Tappany, when you could have some little bludger who gets an A score of 7 for you on the weekend, I just don't think it's worth it. Now, we know what Taps can do, and if he does play and he gets through the game fine, there's every chance that happens. Against the Knights, he could score a pair of tries and get 120. But I think it's risky. Very risky.
1: No, 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 you're right. It is risky. I hadn't actually thought about the potential of injury in game two. That, that's a really good point. Uh, I think I still will do I really, I really don't have that much choice, to be perfectly fucking mm. honest with you. Let me ask you this. If you were – if Luke Thompson and Tevita Pango Jr. come into the Bulldog side and it's Max King or Tapene, would you just take Max King's – it could be 30 or 40. Uh, There's a good chance Max King will be a lot of people's AE anyway, I think, if those guys do come in.
2: Yeah, if they come in – Oh, I don't know, I'm really glad I'm not in that position So
1: so am I, but I think there'll be a lot of people that will be in that position Yeah,
2: yeah if they do, if those, if TPJ, you know, if they do come back in which T- TPJ missed last week due to personal reasons yep. So I-, I would imagine there's every chance he comes in and plays at least um,
1: Which I'm not overly concerned about, but chucking Luke Thompson, Thompson in, that worries low. me Yeah, I don't know mate, that, that's one for you Yeah, I, I personally think you always chase the upside as... A wise man once said to to my (laughs) right. Uh, So I'm going to play Tappanay. I I understand where you're coming from. You make some really good points, but I don't really have much choice regardless, but I'm going to play him. Uh, Next one comes from Brad Tyson. This is one for you. Uh, Elliot played more of a pivot role last week, killed his PPM. Do we play him this week? He's obviously had a fantastic season uh, for the Canberra Raiders. What do you think about this one?
2: Look, he played a little bit of a pivot role, but I wouldn't read too much into it. Uh, maybe that was just part of the game plan last week, but I don't think they're going to change up Adz's role um, this deep into the season when they've been playing some really good footy with him as that high energy ball running locked forward. I was surprised that he only played his forty nine minutes with Tappany out uh, mm. on the weekend. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know if he goes back to that sixty to sixty five minute role, which you know owners obviously want, or if he. If 50 minutes is the norm and what Ricky Stewart wants with him. Uh, look, it, it was one week and I wouldn't be too concerned about his one-off 36 points. Players have low weeks. Uh, I'd happily enough play Adam Elliott again this week, particularly if I know he missed last week, but, but especially if Taps doesn't play again. Like They need to win this game. So, and the, As I said, there's every chance he get some attacking starts against the Knights.
1: I would definitely play. I, I think the Knights match-up is the decider for me on both of them, to be honest with you. All right, next one here from Jason Doherty. Matt Lodge, a pod shout. Uh, scored pretty well last week. Obviously scored a meaty. Victor Adley put him through for a try, had a very strong game. We mentioned Takiaho, Lindsay Collins, still no sight of them as it stands right now. Could you look at Matty Lodge?
2: Not a chance, mate. Again, chasing last week's points, he scored a try. He's a prop forward. It was his first try this season. You know, he doesn't score many and he probably won't score many more. You mentioned the two blokes to come back in who are big minute front row forwards.
1: No, no. All right. The next one comes from just about everyone. There was a lot of questions about this guy. Obviously, we both like Sam Walker. Do you? If you're going Sam Walker like I am, do you potentially double up with Suwa Lee? If you have got enough trades to be able to do this, well done to you. You've got the restraint of a fucking Jedi. Mm. But... I think we're sitting in different boats on Sewer League. I think he's been fantastic. Uh, But for me, the role that Joey Marner is playing, where he floats into the middle, it just limits opportunities for them to come out to the right edge. That's my worry. I know he scored a few tries last week. Um, If you're going to do it, it's this week to do it against the West Tigers. But, mate... Joey Manu and Tedesco could just carve them up through the middle. I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't a heap of ball going out to that right edge. And if I'm Joey Manu, there isn't a fucking hope at hell I'm going to sit at right centre against the West (laughs) Tigers. I'm going to be in and around there. He he could be a dummy half more than Sam Verrills on the weekend. That's my worry with him that you're going to get him for this really high ceiling against the West Tigers and they're going to score all their points through the middle because Joey Manu and Teddy are going to tear them to pieces. And the only real option for, him <clears throat> for them to score through Suali, if he is in the middle, Manu, is a kick, which you'll get 17 points for, which doesn't do it for me. Are you sitting in my boat or have you got a different view on it?
2: Uh, I like Suwali this week, but all your points are spot on and, and very much worth consideration I think you're right that it was, it was that Dragons game with the SCG a month ago back where Manu got his 191. Imagine not owning for that, Jesus. Um, but it was all through the middle, wasn't it? They yep. just obliterated him through the guts. And, you know, with, with Teddy probing, Manu probing through the guts, maybe that happens again. Um, the one thing we haven't considered is that the Tigers turn up for it like they did against the Broncos and Cowboys. They had to stuff, a lot of plans, but. Yeah. Uh, no, I like Siwaliti. I just think if they do put 40 or 50-odd on them, there's every chance he jars a fair bit of attack here, some and just easy tries. He could score a lot of tries and get line breaks to go with it where he doesn't have to do much. So I, I think he's a, a really solid one-week play. And with games against, what, Storm Bunnies coming up, yeah, they're tough. But the way the Roosters are playing,
1: i will be pretty happy with him. Yep, fair shout. I'm... Yeah. All right, if you look at his stats in the last two weeks, scored a try on each, 70-74, uh, which was solid the week before that, which was you know where he didn't get much ball. He scored 24 or something. So, But once again, if you've got enough trades to be able to make this double-barrel swing mm. for this West Tigers game, well done okay, to yeah. you. Good God. All right. Next one comes from at Kieran. Is DCE... Not Kieran for him, by the way, different Kieran, the Kieran. Is DCE becoming a worry? I was very, very high on DCE a couple of weeks ago. From the outside looking in, it looks like Manly is kind of falling apart at the seams to mm. some extent. Um, I'm glad I don't have him. I'm stoked that so many people went Jerome Hughes to DCE last week, I think it was. Are you worried if you're a DCE owner? Yeah, really worried. Yeah.
2: I am a DCE owner and I, I got him in for that run home and – I mean, it it coincided with the shambles of a couple of weeks ago, um, which looks at this stage to have derailed their season. 28 and 32, coming up against the Sharkies, who are sitting third on the ladder. Thank God it's at Brookie Oval. Look, I, I do think DC would have copped that really tough on the, that loss last week, he would have taken that so personally. That was embarrassing for them. So I think if anyone's going to lift it, will be DC? He's not running the ball a lot. He's yep. not looking great. Um, so, yeah, I'm really concerned. I'll be playing my 17 just because I'm just hoping he bounces back. But, maybe he, he's not looking great. Man, he's looking terrible. Um, so, yeah, I'm praying he can bounce back and, and repay some faith with a ton, but I'm not confident.
1: Last four weeks, 31, 46, <clears throat> 32, 28. It yeah. is pretty fucking grim well, for DCE. I, I
2: was so confident that – shouldn't say so confident. Confident enough that I brought him in coming off his 31 and 46, just thinking, mm. you know what, they had excuses those weeks, but I expect him to bounce back
1: and just hasn't. So Sharky's a pretty damn good defensive side. Canberra, pretty handy on their day too. <laughs> their yeah. season will be on the line, I think. Um, and even Canterbury, like you play them and that's the last yeah. game of their season. They'll be, they'll be up for it. It's funny
2: how quickly – a draw can change. Yeah.
1: It just it can flip yeah. very quickly. Um, I will say this about DCE on the positive side. They're not going to play final footy this year. He's got three weeks to show Mal Meninga that he should be the, the Kangaroos yeah. halfback for the World Cup. So, a little positive there, I guess, but I'm glad I don't have him. I think it's going to be a tough little finish for DCE and the Manly yeah. Seagulls.
2: If Rubes Garrick wanted to just... Maybe roll his ankle, and this is as a Garrick owner. DC yeah, takes over the goal, goal kicking. kicking.
1: wouldn't hate it. Yeah, we're having a different conversation. Uh, Lockie twenty twenty says by Campbell Graham. I know you had him uh, for a lot of the season until he got injured. He was a great pot option at that point. Uh, I think we mentioned this last week, and you sort of said the matchups worry me a little bit. Um, does it, Maddie? Does it look like he'll play left center, Campbell Graham? Is that your
3: no, I'd say Tassett's still He'll the stay left. there and
1: he'll play. Yeah, okay. If he's playing left, I'd be happy to have a look at him. But right, I just don't yeah. think I can do it. Yeah, I'm with you. And then what have we got? Speaking of runs,
2: but Panthers, Cowboys, Roosters, that's pretty well as tough as it gets. And with Latrell back in that side, who I don't think Latrell – well, they wouldn't have. Latrell and Cameron Graham wouldn't have played together since the start of the season – Latrell swings out the back and just cuts out the centre so often because yeah. um, they're so good at stripping sides. The Bunnies are the best in the comp at it, actually. So, yeah, I I wouldn't be keen on Cameron Graham at all. All
1: right, before we hit the Frog and Toad, let's have a look at captains for this week. Uh, we've obviously got the North Queensland Cowboys up against the Warriors. I think I'll be chucking a little sneaky VC on maybe a Scotty Drinkwater in that one. He's an option. The first game, Latrell against the Panthers, it's just a no-go, isn't it? Definitely not. Uh, the other thing with Latrell is, I'm speculating a
2: little bit here, but uh, again, going off the NRL physio, even if he does play with this groin he said kicking is a big concern, goal kicking in particular. Mm. So does he give up the goal kicking, depending on what this is like? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating. But look, there'll be someone at the ground on Thursday night watching the warm-ups, and they'll, they'll, they'll see straight away if Latrell's kicking goals or not in warm-ups. So I think we should know that if you keep active on socials. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be touching him.
1: Yep, and then Munster against the Brisbane Broncos, another option here. Uh, I'm a little bit hesitant about the Broncos at Suncorp. I feel like they could put in a good performance Mm. and I just won't see it coming. So I'm a little bit hesitant on Munster. Where do you sit on him?
2: I like him as a VC just because we know the VC, well, put it this way, we'll get to the game shortly, but that Roosters one with Teddy's and Manu options, it's going to take a big VC score to warrant looping this week. I'd want 150 plus. Yeah, okay. So Munster's got it in him. That's the thing.
1: For sure. Um, Manly taking on the Sharks. We just said Manly, they're a club in trouble at the moment. Nico Hines, you could look at him. But once again, come back to your point just then, this Roosters game is just too juicy. Mm. Manu, Teddy, the pod play, Sammy Walker, which I'm looking at. Uh, if you had to order those three from best captain option to worst, where would you go? Pretty comfortably, Teddy, Manu,
2: Walker. But we know the Roosters on their day. The attacking stats can go anywhere. So, well, it was a massive pod play that week that Marnie did go nuts. I think a lot of people VC'd him. I think you straight captain. A captain did, yeah. You straight captain. A lot of people VC'd him rather than Teddy, and that ended up being enormous because he went 190. Same week, Teddy was 80 or 90 or something. So, if you're looking to chase rank. I don't think Teddy played that game, did he? Because I'm pretty sure Marnie played fullback. I'm pretty sure that's why I did it. Uh, you was always in the halves? No, he was in the halves He got 99 Because I remember he scored With about two minutes to go Oh, you're right, sorry Yes Yeah. yeah. No, you're exactly right um, yeah. the, I just think the one constant in it is that You hope Marno roams And he should roam <clears throat> You hope Sammy Wall gets involved And gets his attacking stats Teddy will be in everything Yeah Like He has to be seriously unlucky To not get involved in any major attacking stats So i say Teddy's the safe one Joey Manu, Sammy
1: Walker, the pods, if you want to go that route. Sunday might be (laughs) the most boring day of Supercoach in history, just quietly. Dragons, Titans, Knights, Raiders. It is essentially whether Joey Tapenay plays or not. The most exciting bit of the weekend will be... Human
2: day for feeder.
1: Yeah, 3.06pm where you check the team list to see. Yeah, for feeder as well, but... Jeez, that's a pretty grim Sunday. Uh, mate, obviously, during this period, um, you know, with, with VC loopholes and everything, um, all the tools on the Supercoach playbook website, incredibly important. Run us through those again.
2: Yeah, mate. Um, true player ownership stats there. We know Supercoach website will say that um, old Joe Blow's 60% owned, but he actually got injured in round four and zombie teams didn't trade him out. He's actually owned by 0% of teams. So it'll tell you exactly what sort of ownership players are at uh, mm. in the game. Uh, which is just a massive tool when you're looking for your pods or looking to go with the crowd, whatever it might be. Uh, We've got Vice Captain Loophole Calculators. If Cam Muntz is your VC and he goes nuts, you can plug that into our calculator and get an idea if it is the option to loop or not. Um, Price change calculators, probably not as relevant this time of year, but when you're looking at money and what what you'll need in the future, you can plug scores in there and work out what cheapies are going to make, etc., etc. So, Stack of tools there, all your key data.
1: Jump on, take a look. Yeah, sensational stuff. Uh, Thank you to our sponsors, Blue Wealth Property. Uh, If you would like to reach out to Tony and the team, we had him on a couple of weeks ago. I think we'll have him on before the end of the season once again. So reach out there. They make investing in property easy for you. And of course, roasting. Yeah, how good. Jeez, I can't I wait to get my game before Tony gets back on because was I'll be sitting that one out. I'm going to sink a few beers into him before he arrives, <laughs> I think. I can't wait. And, of course, bloke in a bar, uh, jump on and grab something for dad, something for yourself if you're a father. Father's Day coming up. He's got some unreal gear there for Father's Day. Thank you for tuning in once again, guys. Like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube for us. If you're listening on the Rugby League Guru podcast or the Supercoach Playbook podcast, come to the YouTube, subscribe, come and watch us there. Thanks for tuning in again, guys.